Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host, Richard McKenzie, out of the greater Cincinnati area. And today we're not talking about a home or a house or a multifamily, but rather we're going to change gears a little bit, talk about a warehouse with office space. So sort of a mixed-use combo building, which we have inspected numerous of over the past few years. And these are very frequent, especially with interest rates being very low and very affordable for somebody who has an established business, wants to expand or relocate their light manufacturing or, or landscape business or whatever it may be, and buy one of these warehouses that has a, like an office bolted onto it on the front, which basically was this building itself. Some of these are quite large, some of them are medium, This one was about just under 15,000 total square feet. What is it like inspecting a warehouse with office space as a commercial property inspection? What is it like? And what do you expect to find? And what are the usual characteristics of these? And what things should you look for when you are shopping for one? And what is it like inspecting? All right, well, let's get into it. Dive right in. When we arrived at this inspection, and it was myself and another gentleman, one of our inspectors, we decided to use two people for this one. It was on the verge of raining. So we wanted to get on the roof and get that out of the way right away. And this building had two different roof levels. So I basically brought with me my typical 15 foot extend and climb aluminum telescoping ladder, but I also brought a four-step, pretty heavy-duty, but light, keyword, very light, step stool. We walked up the ladder, got on the roof, took the uh, step stool with us, we were able to put that at the peak of the office space and climb onto the higher roof with no problems whatsoever, uh, warehouse roof. So we did the roof first. Roof Um, Your HVAC and the structure itself and probably the electric are going to be the largest, biggest expenses that you want to focus on in terms of immediate repairs, short-term repairs, and long-term budgeting for for preventative maintenance and and upgrades and things of that nature. Because if you have a business like this, And this gentleman buying this place, he was buying it for a light manufacturing and distribution center. And it had, and it has one um, truck loading dock, cargo, I mean a garage door or door as well as the bumpers and the the hydraulic lift. Um, So all that stuff was present at this inspection. And so, going back to the roof, the roof was the first thing we did. And he also, by the way, and the reason I I brought up electric, I brought up electric because depending on your needs, you may need to do some changing of the electric. And that can be quite expensive as a capital expense. And maybe you can lump that in with your loan. Okay, so back to the roof. It was a metal roof 
with not raised seams, but rather just seams and your typical sheet metal screws with washers that hold the various pieces of overlapping corrugated steel down. Okay, and it was insulated from underneath. And what we noticed on this 14-year-old roof, because the building is 14 years, was that there was a lot of these screw tops that were caulked and sealed. However, in each case, that caulking was very dried out, was not keeping a seal, and um, could leak. Okay? Could leak. Keyword could. We did not see any evidence of the screws causing leaks. However, on the office... Because the gutters and the roof was a very low pitch, probably at 12, 2 and 12, I would say, looking at it right now at the picture, maybe even a 1 and 12. No, it would be a 2 and 12. 2 and 12 roof with gutters on the end can cause ice damming if that water in a sunny day starts thawing and then it freezes at night, it's going to build back up. And with the advent of one or two trees that could be against the building, causing leaves to build up, what we noticed on the ceilings inside at the roof edges was some insulation that had some moisture stains, that had some separations of the ceiling insulation, so that needs a repair, and the gutters need to be cleaned out. That may even be one where they want to have one of those gutter melting situations where you have that wire uh, going across the, the, the roof there and heating it up a little bit so that it never freezes and that water always runs away. Hopefully cleaning the gutters should solve that, but it is a nice damming risk and we did note that in the report. Alrighty, so the roof had some needs and and whether it is removing all of that caulk and recaulking, probably that's the case. So it's a several hour all day job for a roofing contractor with a small team. <clears throat> and then also where the air conditioning and slash furnace combo units, the big two 10 ton units, which were brand, train brand 10 ton units, 14 years old, the combos and the two five ton AC compressors, which were basically used for the office area, those were also 14 years old. And the coolant line coming through the roof as a penetration, as well as the electric, all had some gaps and they really needed to be resealed. And the plumbing stack boots and the furnace flues coming through the roof needed new boots. They need to be reflashed. 14 years is 14 years, and these are very typical findings. Another finding that we had for the air conditioner slash furnace combos was the condensation lines coming off of these were dropping the water right onto the roof. They should be extended all the way down to the gutters. Why? Because... The condensation coming out of the, the, the air conditioner units, the big ones, the two 10-ton units, combos, that's going to be a different mineral content than is normal rain. You don't see any rust on the roof anywhere except where that is dripping, coming out onto the roof directly, 
and that's going to eventually rust through if it's continued to keep going like it is. Right now, a light sanding, priming, and repainting would be fine, and then extend those uh, three-quarter or one-inch CPVC pipes all the way down to the rear of the building into the main big gutter, that would be a good thing to do for that, to take that condensation away from the roof. So that's the roof. Needed some repairs. Um, That's something that he's going to need to get a quote on. And and very typical with your clients on properties like this, they're going through calculating numbers in their mind, asking you questions about just... 10,000 sound reasonable for this. There's 5,000, 20,000, etc. Well, we don't do these things for a living every day. Meaning, I don't do roofing repair work. I really don't know the cost of that. I do know that it's a time and materials, high labor, uh, labor hours, man hours. So that's probably something to get a quote from a roofing contractor if you give me eight hours with three guys is that enough yeah probably is probably is um that being said uh, let's continue on on the outside of this property you have your parking lot you have the foundation to look at you have where the electric goes into the building you have the the gas main Uh, The parking lot is either going to be asphalt or concrete. It was concrete in this case, and there were a few little broken slab areas that had settled some that could be replaced. We also had one handicapped parking spot in front, and that was easily accessible up the ramp for somebody in a wheelchair or needed help to get in the building. Because this actually did serve a little bit as a storefront at various times as well. Drainage is always very important at a property like this. Typically, warehouse buildings like this are built near near retention ponds, near train tracks, um, near a drainage culvert, something like that where they get a good deal on the land. The land is very stable, uh, but um, you want to make sure during the inspection too, two trains went by during our inspection and there's a train track probably 200 feet from the back of the building. And what does that mean? That means you you want to feel if the vibrations are going to cause issues. Well, it's been there 14 years. There's no cracks in the foundation. We don't have any heaving slabs of the slab foundation, the slab floor. And quite honestly, when you're inside, you don't feel any vibrations. So that's really good. That I thought that was good. And we pointed that out to the client as well, who was with us during the inspection. So he got to experience that as well. Also, at the left side of the building, we were able to see where if you go if you go to the far right rear corner, which is the highest point, you see where the water flows and there's no moisture stains inside this property and there's a big drainage culvert to the left. So drainage is not going to be an issue at a property like this. And there were three exterior very large drains, one of them at the bottom of the Uh, entry dock going into the building Um, so that was good and at the left side also there were two pine trees that were touching the building we told them to remove those so they definitely should have those removed because they're gonna they're gonna get bigger they're not gonna stop growing they're gonna be issues so those should be taken out 
All right, so that pretty much covers the outside as well as the HVAC. So let's go inside now. Um, so let's go ahead and tie off the HVAC portion and talk about the furnaces that are inside. We've talked about the air conditioners outside, and by the way, it was 45 degrees outside, so we could not run any of the four units in the air conditioning mode. So, so that was a non-issue. And also, we did point out that they really do need to be serviced and, all, and, and given a quote before closing what types of repairs are needed, if any, especially duct cleaning, and I'll tell you why. This place was very dusty where the furnaces were on top of the mezzanine area in the warehouse, and each of the furnaces were, um, and I'm talking about the, the ones attached to the air conditioner compressors, not the combo units. The combo units were probably more like 180,000 BTU units. <clears throat> they were not accessible hanging from the ceiling. That being said, the air conditioner uh, combo units, excuse me, the, the furnaces for the air conditioner combo units these were 120,000 BTUs each, and each of them had the furnace filters lying on the top of the mezzanine, and the bays were empty. And there was a layer of dust on top of the mezzanine, meaning everything's dusty. The ductwork is full of dust, so if you run the furnaces, you're going to be blowing dust throughout the whole place, which is really not good for health. So that does need to be they need to be serviced, they need new filters, and they really should be changed every month. So that is, uh, of course, what we put in the report itself. And typical life for uh, roof units, 15 to 20 years, possibly longer if they're well serviced. And typical life for furnaces that are inside properties, 20 to 25 And the rooftop combos or the AC compressor units by themselves again 15 to 20 is very common um, the, the rooftop units did not seem like they were getting the crap beat out of them by the sun um, the only thing again that we noticed was the rust stream uh, stains that were made because of the condensation lines that were draining directly onto the roof itself but we've covered that already um, the foundation you always want to look at the slab floor to see if there's any large cracks or heaving. Very typical. You want to, not, not typical to find them, but something that you definitely need to do. Um, we also want to look at the foundation walls and make sure there's no beams or columns moving. Um, when the train came through the first time we were on the roof, there was a slight vibration on the roof because your warehouse uh, I-beams I won't really call them I-beams because they're odd-shaped, meant to be for prefabricated uh, steel warehouse type situations. We felt a little bit of the vibration when we were on the roof. Um, it should give a little bit. There should be a little bit of play, but not enough play to cause foundational issues, cracking, moving, rivets moving, bolts moving, etc. Uh, so we were, we were fine there, and there were no issues with that. <clears throat> Moving on to uh, windows were all fine. Typically for warehouses like this, they're all going to be fixed pane, okay? All fixed pane. Um, electric, you're going to have, like this place was a light industrial, so it did not have any really big deals. It had two 200s, um, 
and so 400 total, three-phase, of course. And for larger buildings, we have seen upwards of maybe like 600 to 800. Uh, sometimes you have like two 600s, depending on the size. And you may have a, a couple three or 450 amp sub panels. You may have several 225 amp panels. Um, so it really depends on the type of property it is. Now this gentleman mentioned he needs to have a step-down transformer installed because he's going to need that for, a, for some CNC machines, etc. Uh, for doing manufacturing. So that's going to cost some money, you know, maybe 20, 30 grand, something like that. So it's very expensive to put in some electrical changes um, for properties like this. That can be one of your biggest expenses. Now, a roof like this, that's, that's very expensive, but it doesn't need replaced. It just needs some repair. So when you're planning for the future for, for properties like this, you want to see what do you need to replace immediately. Now, if this place were 20 years old, you'd probably need to replace two ACs right off the bat. You know, so you're talking six grand each, perhaps, maybe a little more because of installation, and they got to be put on with a crane. So these are costs that you have to take into consideration as well. Now, there was one strange finding that we did have at this property, and that was that the water main, now there was a renter in there who was leasing the property, and he was just a kind of a, a warehouse for sales of, of, of products. And he, gave, I guess, gave no, no regard or didn't let the owners know that there was a leak at the water main. So the leak at the water main caused it to to leak back through into the women's bathroom, which caused wicking up of water on the rear wall of the women's bathroom, causing mold to grow in the in the closet where the water heater was, as well as the rear wall of the women's bathroom. So probably the lower four feet of that drywall has to be cut out, taken out. And then that buttered up against a pseudo kitchen, which was on the same rear. The rear wall was shared between the kitchen kitchen rear wall and the bathroom rear wall so if you look behind the bathroom cabinet for the kitchen the sink and the and the baseboard molding that all had no pun intended but that had mold on it so that all has to be cut out and there was a pool of water because it was the lowest point in the building so a little bit lower area along the edge of the wall towards the front of the property on the slab foundation wall uh, floor and that had a little pool of water there, which continues to wick into the walls, and the drywall is absorbing all that. So that all has to be cut out. Rule of thumb, typically, is if you have some mold on a wall, you really need to cut out at least two more feet above the last point of where you saw it. <clears throat> and that may capture and get rid of all of the um, mold-affected drywall. Rule of thumb, also, you can't clean drywall. You need to remove it. Typically, you can clean um, uh, pressure-treated lumber. That typically is the case, um, and they won't know until they get into the wall. But that was, uh, of course, a finding that needed to be put into this. So these are the types of things that we see when we are in warehouses. Sometimes you have some of those Resnor or York um, industrial 180,000 BTU kinds of units, heaters, furnaces that are hanging from the ceiling that really blow really well and you may have a warehouse that has one in each corner 
and they all blow diagonally towards the center of the property and um, and that takes care of that and we usually use an a-frame ladder to access these to try to get the year the BTUs and just get a general general look of how what condition it's in and a lot of times the the thermostats on these um, units are messed up because people tend to I don't know people tend to be kind of brutal with with the thermostats for whatever reason Um, and they get all worn out and sometimes we can't get these furnaces to come on I don't and, and people never get them fixed I just don't really understand that but when you are in a manufacturing setting, you focus on what you're doing and you don't maybe think about <clears throat> the condition of the property, especially if you're a leaser. Uh, so the leasee of a property uh, may not tell the uh, leaseor, the lessor, um, a whole lot of what's going on with the property unless they once in a while tour through it. Oh, 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 I did want to say too. We mentioned to the buyer that it really would be advantageous to have the roof reinspected by a qualified roofing contractor at least every couple years. Um, and if any of the stains are come back on the ceiling, to note that there may be an, there may be a leak that came back as well. So that's something you want to do as normal maintenance. Also, if you want some predictability for cash flow and budgetary purposes. It really would be good to get your furnace and AC system, your HVAC system, um, tuned up and inspected every single year for preventative maintenance. That's probably two visits per year, once in the spring, once in the fall, obviously for the furnace mode and the other for the air conditioning mode. So then we pull the covers off of the electrical panels and see what's going on in there. There were a few repairs that need to be made, not many, mostly unterminated leads and things of that nature. Um, sometimes in these properties, depending on the older warehouses, let's say we have a warehouse that's 40 years old or 50 even, we probably run into a couple different generations of wiring. We also run into different brands of of panels then you get run into things that are not labeled well then you run into things that were congealed and kind of done with with or without some city inspections and some diy wiring some stuff is disconnected um, because possibly one uh the warehouse changes hands and then it's a new usage and then there's some of the wiring that is no longer needed and the way these things are disconnected and discontinued, they just kind of leave them there sometimes without terminating them properly. Um, that's not good practice, and they also need to be labeled as to what is still active and not active. So these are things that we may put in a report, and I think these are very important things to find and to put in that report. Um, so these are... Uh, This is basically a warehouse with office mixed use. Uh, We are very, uh, very well versed at doing these inspections. Um, And if you have any questions or if you see anything at a property that you are interested in, feel free to email Richard at firstinspections.com. If you give me a a good macro view and 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 a far away view, uh, I'd be able to get the context of what you're looking at, not not necessarily just a close up. So I appreciate a little bit 
you know, maybe a few more pictures. Um, so this is what it's like inspecting a warehouse with office mixed use. And uh, our next uh, one of these that we do will probably not be exactly the same. And maybe we'll see some new things. Uh, at this one, we kind of got a little distracted because this the current occupant was into selling a whole bunch of um, kind of stuff like Home Depot Lowe's, but at a discount price and some seconds and this and that and the other. And it was sort of like walking through a candy store. And of course, the previous owner of this property did run a candy store and candy manufacturing. So that was a purposeful pun. So without, uh, without hesitation, um, we would jump at the chance to do another one of these commercial properties and inspections. They're always an adventure, and we really do appreciate you listening as well. So this has been the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host, Richard McKenzie. And until our next episode, thank you for listening. Thank you.